in your little coat apparel and they ask you, you know, hey, what does that mean? You can confidently tell them what it means. Because I know sometimes when people like ask, you know, questions in, in person about scripture, sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I have yeah. a great answer for that. And you kind of like get choked up in the moment. You don't really know what to say. And I want people to be confident in what they're saying and know that what they're saying is actually scriptural and not just something that they read out of somebody's opinionated devotional. Um, Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Okay, everyone, we have a lovely treat today. We have our first official sponsor. Um, just like super excited. She reached out to us, you guys. We did not have to beg. We She actually <laughs> was interested in us. So that felt good. Um, you guys are well, awesome. <laughs> thank you thank you um her name is brooke and she is uh the creator founder ceo mom boss girl boss, boss babe. what is the mompreneur 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 that's like momager entrepreneur yeah <laughs> yeah you must say momager <laughs> momager um, that too <laughs> so many terms <laughs> yes she is the head of living in the light co and you've heard our ads for it and now we're going to talk to the founder we're going to talk a little bit about um living in the light co how she started it we're going to talk about being uh, a mom we're going to talk about doing a blog and a business and all that other stuff um so without further ado brooke can you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so my name is brooke i am almost 29 years old which holy smokes feels crazy <laughs> makes me feel really old um, wow, i legitimately thought you were like 24 I'll take 20, it. Yeah. Wow. I did not realize you were pushing 30, wow. baby. Good pushing for you. 30. Still feeling good. <laughs> yeah. You look great. Thank you. Um, so like they said, I am the creator of Living in the Light Company, which to be honest is real. I can't even believe I'm here. I am, I call myself a retired nurse um, because I come from, I'm very science minded, which um, you don't really here often with an entrepreneur. No. Um, I have a degree in pre-med and nursing and ended up leaving the science world completely and starting my own business. Um, so in 2019, I officially left nursing forever and um, had been kind of messing around on the internet with just my online presence and doing beauty stuff. Um, while I was still working nights as a nurse and it just grew and grew and eventually I was able to leave my job and, um, I haven't looked back since. So 
My husband and I co-own Living in the Light Company. We are, um, we started as a beauty company. And then in 2020, I'm kind of given like a brief synopsis. Um, I felt super convicted about what I was doing. I felt like I wasn't fully using my platform for the Lord. Um, and so we took a big shift. And uh, in 2019, 2020, I kind of moved over to uh, a faith-based company. We help companies uh, learn how to market themselves. We started a clothing company called Little Co. Um, and then we also are in real estate as well. So we're kind of a, a conglomerate of things as a brand with investments and also owning our own things. Um, and my husband left his job in 2020 as well as a Starbucks manager. And now we got two kids and the rest is history. So it's been a, a wild two years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so really quick, I have a quick question. Yeah. How did it feel to quit your job and then the entire world shut down while you were starting a business? Like how, what was going through your mind? That was rough. So <laughs> I actually left in December of 2019. Oof. In January of 2020, um, my husband is, he, he reads world news all the time. And so he, I feel like he always knows everything. And he started kind of mentioning to me about this virus. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, there's this virus in China. They keep talking about it. And it seems really like freaky. And I was like, oh no, they're probably just like hyping it up. And then we had a baby in February, 2020. The first week of March is when everything shut down. Um, And it was honestly kind of maddening. We were stuck at home with a newborn away from both of our families um, trying to run this business and he was still working at Starbucks at that time. Um, and so it was just kind of me and this baby and this business trying to figure it out. Um, but honestly, I think I had built such a loyal and strong social media presence at that point somehow, um, that it it ended up going really smooth. I think it was, it was just in God's plan for us to kind of go in that direction. And, um, it honestly thrived. Our business in 2020 thrived. And wow, that's yeah. glory to God. Wow. It was, it was crazy. Um, so yeah, I think people were just at home and on the internet more than any time. And yeah. so yeah, people were just there and I was like, well, we're going to crank out some content and get this stuff going. So I it feel was, like it was scary, but we we thrived somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fantastic. I feel like all the businesses that were already online that were like, I don't say pleasure oriented because that sounds like sexual, but I mean like <laughs> getting, to me getting packages in the mail, entertainment. There we go. That's a better entertainment oriented. They thrived in 2020. If yeah. you had a brick and mortar that you had to like be in there, touch things to sit down, eat. I'm so sorry for you. Yeah, it was rough for them, but yeah, yeah online it was it was fantastic, and it, I think great. it really brought it brought opportunities that I don't think we would have otherwise had. Um, yeah, so a couple of good things came out of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's start in the beginning. When did you start the blog? So, and what was of, like the premise? It's kind of like a cloudy time period. So, uh, 2016 is when I officially started doing stuff online. And at that point, there wasn't like, people really weren't much on Instagram. There was no stories. There was no live yeah. videos. I mean, it was just wow. like straight up. 
like you had to pre-record videos and post them yeah Um, so 2016 I was working as a night shift nurse in oncology hated it uh it was terrible and I for whatever reason and this is completely out of my comfort zone I'm very introverted I'm really like not a beauty type of person I, I don't wear a lot of makeup but for whatever reason um I was just watching a couple other girls and I was like you know what this beauty thing seems kind of cool um so started posting like makeup videos uh while I was working night shift and started an Instagram and did that for a couple of years uh and made a little bit of money uh here and there and in 2019 I started a Facebook page and I named it living in the light company uh which is based off of Psalm 1828 I that's kind of like my life verse I guess you could say um and for whatever reason from January 2019 to probably six months seven months into the year um my page just exploded I gained like 50,000 new followers in a couple of months wow um it's double so so how many followers did you have in that first like three years so because I think it's important to talk about from like beginning because like we see and hear a lot from bloggers and influencers that are like making it big now but it's just kind of like the grind and like I mean there's a certain strategy you have to do to grow and it's not an over I mean most of the time it's rarely an overnight success right yeah yeah it was it was really weird because I definitely don't uh have like that aesthetic of this like mansion and like lots of money I mean we were dirt broke poor like paying with our groceries with change (laughs) poor And, um, so I started on Facebook with just a regular Facebook, maybe like 200 friends, like hardly ever posted, just like your friends and family, like people that you kind of just know, I didn't really have an Instagram. So it was all like very fresh for me. Uh, I started with really nothing and I just thought, you know, I really enjoy posting this kind of stuff, um, with my hair and, you know, whatever I was doing at that point. And so, yeah, I started with nothing. And, um, was working with this company and I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but some of my videos went viral with my hair. Um, and I just started gaining like thousands and thousands of followers a week. And it was, it was honestly just, it was crazy because I never expected for that to happen. I was just kind of doing it, you know, for a couple extra hundred bucks, uh, and for fun. And it just took off from 2019 to 2020. I ended up with like 60 or 70,000 followers on on, uh, Facebook. And then my Instagram started really picking up steam. Uh, Probably was at like 10K at that point. Um, And it's only just continued to grow since. And uh, so started living in the light company in 2019. Um, Started it as an official LLC in 2020. And that is when we developed Little Co., which is my clothing company. Um, again, thought that was just going to be like a little side gig. And now it is our biggest money-making uh, portion of our company. Wow. Yeah. Just, and you guys are in real estate. And that's the, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'll get into it a little bit more. We, we have essentially took the money that we were making online and thought, you know what? we don't want to put all of our uh, eggs in one basket as far as, you know, the internet fluctuates, algorithms Mm -hmm. change. um, Instagram can shut you down at any moment. It's terrifying, really terrifying. 
And we've seen a little bit of that um, with, with our business in the past year, but we thought, you know what, I think it'd be really smart if we invested some of the money that we've made uh, into something that's actually in real life, (laughs) something we have a little bit more control over. And so that's when we got into real estate um, and we're still learning as far as that. We're actually um, in the middle of a couple of business ventures right now. And so, yeah, it's just kind of been a journey of, of adding things on that we think um, will kind of fit in with our brand and also be another stream of income because the internet, like I said, just fluctuates so much. That's um, really smart. I don't think a lot of people think of that. I think a lot of times, and I think it happens, it happens with sports people and I'm sure it's going to happen with lots of influencers. You oh, yeah. think that you are, you're good. You have all this income coming in. You don't really know how to do your taxes either. I was listening to a podcast, um, girl with no job. I don't know if you know, Claudia Ostry or her podcast. So. The Morning Toast. Um, the Morning Toast. It's my it sounds really favorite familiar. podcast. It's, I share stuff about it all the time. You might. <laughs> you I need know. to look them up. Yeah, so they yeah. They were originally the morning breath on Yahoo, and then they got canceled because, like, apparently when she was like in high school in like 2011, she tweeted something about like Muslims, and her and like, and they're openly Jewish, and like talked about being like openly Jewish. So it's like, well, if and you her look mom at the context, and like their mom was like a big like fundraiser advisor for like George W. Bush yeah and oh. so um people got so they got canceled yeah. and they're like well screw it we're just going to start our own like company like podcast company and now like I mean they do great yeah well and my point of bringing them up is I was listening to their podcast and she was saying how when she first started off she didn't know about like the taxes she didn't really know to set oh, yeah. money aside for this she didn't really understand that like this could be fleeting so I think it's really good and important for or good and important that you guys did that and anyone listening that wants to be an influencer or set their own business it's good to have other things because I mean like you said the internet fluctuates we see people be can't or their accounts being taken away like that uh, even if it's their main source of income I mean yep. it's this uh youtuber or this comedian that my brother and I follow on Instagram and he puts stuff on YouTube he just and it's not even political it's some of it's a little bit of dark humor but um he just tweeted how he's he had his last strike so now he no longer it's his main source of income he can no longer do it so it's like that's so good that you guys have um another source that's smart very very smart what happened is and this has nothing to do with like being canceled it was really an algorithm and an update uh so in 2020 and I think a lot of people who are like really making money on the internet they know exactly when it happened. So April of 2020, there was an Apple iOS update that changed privacy settings, which mm-hmm. sounds good. Yes. Um, it sounds good if you if you aren't in business on the internet. Um, <laughs> essentially, what it did is it uh, so you know Facebook and all of these platforms they track what you do online, um, and they watch like your habits, your shopping habits, and that's how they put ads for specific people on their platform. So you're scrolling through Facebook, you see that pair of tennis shoes that you were looking at a couple of days ago. Um, that's because of a certain algorithm they have. Well, they've changed privacy settings uh, to where that wasn't happening anymore, which really, really hurt people like me. Oh. 
who target audiences on these platforms with ads. Um, And so now, instead of being able to target certain people who are like are into beauty, who are into like, you know, boutique clothing, who, you know, whatever your niche is online, you're, we were no longer able to target them. And so now you're just producing ads and putting them out to, you know, I don't really know anymore, like a 90 year old dude who yeah. <laughs> not care less about what I'm doing. Yeah. And so it really caused a lot of people to lose a lot of money. And we saw a massive, massive dip in our online income. And so I think that really pushed us into a corner of we, we can't just rely on this anymore. We really have to start thinking smart about what can we do outside of this that's also going to be producing us money. And I think that's really important. Like you said, um, you got to be smart with your money. If you're making good mm-hmm. money right now on the internet, take that money and be wise with it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Or else you could be backed up into that same corner and you don't want to be there. Trust yeah. me. Mm. Were you trying to grow on social media? Like, was your end goal to like quit your job and be an entrepreneur and all that? I honestly would have never thought of myself as an entrepreneur before 2019. Um, Never really thought about it. Always just thought I was going to be in the medical field. Um, I think when I started it, it, it was a hobby. Um, but the more I worked my job and the more I came home hating my job and just felt depressed, um, I started noticing how much I loved doing this stuff online. And so I thought, you know what, if I can make a little bit of extra money online, I'm just going to keep doing it at home. And I don't know, maybe eventually, like when we have kids, it'll at least be enough to be a little bit of a stream of income and Nick would still have to work. Uh, little did we know we'd, we'd both be able to leave our jobs. Uh, So no, it was very unplanned. And I know that sounds like people are probably rolling their eyes when they're listening. (laughs) Like, oh, it must have been so easy. It wasn't. I worked, you know, 12 to 16 hour night shifts, came home, busted my butt, you know, making content online. We barely had a dime to our name. Nobody would invested in us. It was all our own money, all of our own work. Wow, that's good. I love that. Yeah. I mean, no, we came from nothing, both, you know, very, you know, poor families, um, no money starting out. We worked for every dime we had. And I just was very determined to start this online thing and with really no expectation of it being anything major. Um, but I worked really hard at it and I, I didn't stop. I think a lot of people have an idea in their mind of what they want to do. And it might be Mm -hmm. a really great idea. um, But the part that they're missing is implementing it and actually going for it. Um, And that's a hard thing to do. It's really hard when you're not financially stable. Um, But I just never stopped working for like the first two years of our marriage. I just worked and worked and worked. I'm really glad that I did it Um, or else I'd probably still be working night shifts at a, a job that I really, really hated. One thing, and then I know Vic has another question, but one thing I really like that you said is, or is the idea of like work, work, work. And then eventually you do, you can slow down because you've reached your goal. I think, sorry, I think a lot of times um, like the Gary Vee thing, like, you know, Gary Vee has good advice, sure. But like my brother and I always joke about how his, like 
we always make fun of like, yeah, Gary Vee's like, yeah, I missed, uh, I took my family to Turks and Kangos for Christmas. I didn't get a chance to sit down with my sons and have dinner with them. And, uh, but we worked all night. We got it. And it's like, no, like, I think you should want to sit down for Christmas with your children. Like, I'm sure they would appreciate that. So I, I like that you worked, worked, worked. And then now you're still working, but you can tell your priorities have shifted a little bit more. Like, it's not grind, grind, grind. So that's, that's good. I like that. And I think you really, my mindset going into my marriage, um, I mean, not that I had any of this internet stuff in mind, but both of our mindsets going into our marriage is we're going to work really, really hard right now and sacrifice a couple of things. I mean, me and Nick worked opposite shifts. He worked day shift. He'd come home. I'd maybe have like an hour, maybe 30 minutes. I would just be waking up and then I would have to leave for work. And we did that for a long time. Um, and that was really hard. Um, you definitely have to have a healthy relationship going into something, something like that. And we did, um, you know, your relationship with your spouse, uh, if you're married comes first, you don't need to, you know, mess any of that up, but we went into it thinking, you know what, we knew we wanted to have kids and we knew that we did not ever want work to overpower our family, that we really wanted to spend time with them. Um, that was something that our parents prioritized. And I know that was probably really hard for them because they didn't make a lot of money. Um, but we really wanted to prioritize family over everything else. And so we thought, what can we do right now when we're young? I mean, we were really young when we got married. Um, what can we do right now to set us up for the future? Um, that way we're not just, you know, working until retirement age constantly, And then, you know, at that point in our life, being able to kind of chill out a little bit. So for the first two years, it was just like nose to the grind. Um, And I'm so glad that we did that because really right when we had our daughter, which was our first kid, um, I had already left my job and we were working. And so now we have, you know, we still work a lot, like you said, but we have a lifestyle that we created. to really enable us to focus on our family, which I think when you're a parent is the most important thing. That's literally my goal. What you said right there, grind, run, grind. And then when I'm married and have kids, I can just not, I can do my own business. Right. And when you're single, oh my gosh, when you're single, do it. I mean, build what you're grinding. And it's, I am grinding. (laughs) I think a lot of people, how old are you guys? I'm 27. 27. 26. Okay, so y'all are pretty close in age to me. I think that's when you're young. I mean, 20s, we're still young. Yeah. I say, until I turn 30, I'm still young. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you're at that, at that point in your life, especially my brother, is he just turned 20, he's married, and I tell him all the time, like, you are so young. Take advantage of the time that you have right now. Yeah. The fact that you're so young and, like, just pour into something, even if it's you don't have to go to like a, a boring job. If you have a passion, pour into it right now, get really good at it. Uh, find how you can monetize it right now and go for it. Like, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Yeah, if you can build I, it right now and build it for years. You're going to be really young with this really cool thing in your life. Um, and you don't have to be, you know, 60, 70 years old and on, like only then seeing the benefits of your hard work. You could see and the benefits of your hard work in your 20s. That's really, um, this is kind of off topic, but on top at the same time. But that's really something that I have really been thinking about the past two years is really just like, 
I'm still technically I'm still young I'm in my 20s like now is the time to grind and get things in order because you're right I don't want to be 67 still working I like my job but I this is really definitely not a job that I'm trying to be doing at 67 still working and you know the reality is like making sure not necessarily making making enough to get by as opposed to you know the whole surviving versus thriving thing um so like right now sure it might be in survive mode but we were setting up building blocks at least that's what i'm doing i'm setting up building blocks i started doing some investing things guys we definitely want to do an episode on uh money eventually um but i started doing some investing things Vic and i are reading this book uh well I kind of paused reading the book but it's a really good so book did I. Uh, I, I'm like reading Time. my marketing textbook right now so like yeah I can't do any other nonfiction when I have schoolwork. I mean it's a good book I just had to pause I got a lot going on because I'm out there grinding it's, um it's called I'm gonna teach you to be rich by Ramit I say I don't know his last S- name like submit 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 I think submit yeah it's called I, yeah I will teach you to be rich and is that is really good and um but anyway to just say that like you're right like we are young like this is the time we can do it and you know I always like joke with my brother I'm like I'm working this job I do like my job but really I'm just working this job to pay for my passion which is the podcast and some of the other things that will be happening with the podcast so I'm working that job to pay for that and then I'm investing in that to make it better so eventually I can do this full time and I think that you're right everybody can do this find your passion it could be literally anything anything that anything I mean people make money doing the the I feel like an old person the the little art on the nfts people make money doing that like oh <laughs> i mean God. just find your passion i'm not right. endorsing nfts i think they're weird but if that's hey if you're making thousands of dollars who am i to tell you what it's to do crazy what you can do on the internet and that's yeah. another thing too it is 2022 you could make cardboard gingerbread houses that you paint hand paint and you could for free market them on the internet instagram is free Facebook is free. TikTok is free. And you could somehow become viral because somebody wants your stupid cardboard gingerbread houses. That you could thing. make you it's unendless how much yes. you could make. It's crazy. It's really just one person. This is what I so we've talked to a couple other people, and it really does seem it's not that people get it overnight, but from at least what I have picked up from other people it's not that people do it overnight because like you said you were working for like two two years or so before you got it but it's literally it feels like it's overnight because one minute you're here and the next minute you're there but you've been working to get there but my whole thing is like it just takes this one thing one person to see your uh your video one person to like your sweatshirt one person to review this podcast and share it with um president trump or um someone else that could make it famous anyway it just takes one I couldn't think of anyone else so like what was that one post for you that was like okay like this is it like that like went like what was it even about that went like what went viral and like what kind of content was it was like a picture or video what like what was it so a lot of people like that listen and like I mean we are too it's like okay like what the heck is this social media stuff and like how do we turn it into a business 
and so like everyone talks like oh that like one post I know part of it's like growing but what was that like one like post and like just give us all the details so (laughs) the first video when was this okay so 20 2019 is when I started the, the Facebook page living in the light and that's when like my brand name stuck um it was, was like, like your brand name before oh god I don't even know like I think it's beauty it's beauty by Brooke right? Griner yeah. yeah it's my so, like, so like from like 2016 to like 2019 it was like beauty by Brooke yeah something like that and it changed it kind of fluctuated a little bit here and there it was never super official because at that point it was still you know just like this part-time hobby for me but I thought, you know what, I'm going to start like a brand name. This sounds cool. Um, and 20, it, it had to have been in 2019, like maybe March or April of 2019. Um, it was this one video, it was called Beach Waves for Days, which is really cheesy. Um, it was me reviewing this like curling iron. And I literally, it was a live video. I curled my hair on a live video and it exploded. I got like 10 million views or something like that. Wow. Um, What about it do you think like made it explode? Like, was it certain hashtags? Was it just the beach waves were in at the time? Like, was people searching for this curling iron? Like, what about it like exploded, do you think? I, I really wish I had an answer for that. I think... And I tell people this, and again, I think people like roll their eyes at some of my advice, but I'm like, you don't understand, like, this is actually like what worked for me. Um, I got on the internet and it's, I think it's very easily, you're, you're really easy to, I'm messing up my words. It's been a long day. I have a newborn and a two-year-old, so. (laughs) Girl, you're good. This is mind fog. It's you're fine. You're fine. We're all sitting at a kitchen table. That's the vibe <laughs> of the podcast. We're all at a kitchen table. So um, it's really easy to be influenced by other people on the internet. Like right now, the big thing is like these beautiful women and they have kids and they have this amazing house. Everything is aesthetically beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really easy to look at people like that. And they're like flooded on the internet. There's so many of them. And they're, I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, but it's really easy to get sucked into trying to be like that. And you, you start becoming disingenuine. Mm-hmm. And so I think one thing, and I do a lot of things wrong, but I think one thing I did right is that I never strayed from just being who I am. Um, I never tried to like put on this beautiful aesthetic. I never, you know, tried to talk about something I didn't actually really love. And I think people can really see like what's genuine on the internet and what's not. And I think there's such a draw, like you find your people on the internet. Um, And I tell people in our, in our marketing class all the time that it's not valuable to have a large audience if that audience isn't engaging in what you're putting out. Mm. So if you have, you know, a hundred thousand followers but 50,000 of your followers could not care less about what you're posting about. What are they worth to you monetarily? Nothing on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to stay true to whatever your niche is, your passions. Um, that way you're drawing that type of audience. And so I found my people on the internet 
Um, and I think a lot of that is what caused me to continue to grow so fast and caused me to be able to actually make money because the people who were taking in my content were also purchasing things from me because they cared about what I was posting about. And so I think that video just, I think the audience that I found just enjoyed what I was putting out and then just kept sharing it. And then the company that I was working with, I do think that they paid uh, to have it as an ad as well, but most of it, you can look at your statistics. I know I'm getting into like very specific things. You can look at your stats on videos with Facebook. Most of my reach was organic, meaning it was unpaid. Mm. Wow. Um, and so I think I, I think a lot of it was luck, to be honest with you. Um, but I also think a lot of it was me building a genuine audience. And that took a long time. It wasn't just an overnight thing, you know. I exploded, I think, because of that video. Um, but my base of people was, you know, people that I talked to and, and took the time to get to know. And I think that's really important is to stay genuine and really get to know your audience. What trends are you seeing right now on like Instagram and Facebook that's like helping with algorithm? Reels and TikTok. I hate reels. I hate reels too. I'm, I'm trying, watching, y'all. I love watching reels and I love watching TikToks, but man, I hate freaking making them. These like 16 year old kids are, they're like geniuses when it comes to these transitions. I mean, crazy. The- the reels I've done. So I've been trying to do some reels. I can only do a reel that is just like that one video and then I can put up the text and it's going to stay up the whole time. Like I'm trying to figure out how they're doing all these trends and the text come, they like hit yeah. this, the text moves and then they do that. But the, and I'm just like, like it's, it's so complicated. But it's I know we need to get, you remember my friend Caroline that we interviewed uh, for like the love is not tourism yes she's gone viral on tiktok actually e-news just shared one of her viral oh, yes. videos wow. yes yes what was it about yeah. um she's doing this like series where she has like vi- vinyl and so it's like she puts like the vinyl like record case like adele's face and has it to where it kind of like looks like it's hers her face and it's just like her doing different stuff with like adele's vinyl on her face Wow, yeah. that makes sense. I'll I'll send it to you. Um, she's like been my best friend since like eighth grade, and so um we we just need to do like a TikTok boot camp with her because she's like amazing. Well, I was also oh, yeah. even thinking. I don't know if you've ever done anything like this. I was thinking. I have a couple of friends that do reels like in somebody's business. I was thinking of just paying them to do TikToks and just put up the podcast logo occasionally give them shirts or yes. something because that just seems like I, it's so hard it's complicated and it real tiktok does seem to be the way of the future at this point like it is it i'm is. trying to fight it i didn't want to download it but Don't fight it just do it. it i know it's the way of the future and you know you really do i feel like i'm like my age group we're like slightly behind the times at this yes. point, it, it comes up on you really fast. I'm telling you, if you're 20 and you think we're like dated, just wait. It's yeah. you and you look and you're like, what the heck? Like, when did I get like old? When did I not yeah. like, get references anymore? Um, Especially with the really, dances. Yes. <laughs> it's you really important <laughs> to stay technologically with the times and just embrace all this stuff and have fun with it. But one thing that I think 
you kind of made a point about Vic is that your friend, her viral video is something so specific. Like who else is doing that? You know, who else? Yeah. Is doing she has that? like, she does like two characters. So like, this is like one thing, the vinyl. And then she has this character of like a school teacher in 2050 teaching about 2020s. And so oh, she's that's like, hilarious. She's like, um, she's like, good morning, class. We're learning about the twenties, not the roaring twenties, but the boring twenties. <laughs> and there's this like, and she like incorporate like TikTok trends within it. And it's just, it's so funny. Like that's how she originally grew. And then she's like transitioned to like these vinyls. Like she's done like like one where like Carrie Underwood and Ariana Grande and like Adele. So what she'll do is play their music in the background. And like, she'll just kind of like pull trends and make it her own. And I think that's really important is to, sorry, I mean, interrupt you. Oh, you're good. Um, Go, go, go. Taking something, I think it's really easy to like see a TikTok or a reel and you think, oh, that's really cool. I'll just recreate that. Well, great. But if you're not doing something original, you're probably not going to go viral and original doesn't mean coming up with something new. I think we put our, this pressure on ourselves as business owners Like, what is the new thing that I can come out with? You don't need to come out with a new thing. You just have to package it into something that is genuine to you and your brand and make genuine, authentic content. That's not a copy of anybody else's, especially if you're super niche. If you are like really specific in your business and nobody else is really doing what you're doing, um, you can produce some really cool content. And because it's new and different, a lot of times those are more, um, they're more ready to go viral because people think, oh, I've never seen that before. It's really cool. I think I'm going to share it. Um, so that niche, like really specific stuff with your business, I think is key right now to going viral is just what, what am I doing different and how am I setting myself apart from everybody else? How did and you I, do, I, like, how, hold on now. How did, sorry. How, how, what did you do to make yourself different? Like, what would you say was like your like niche and like your differentiation? So what I do necessarily isn't super different from what other people are doing. Um, I'm a Christian conservative on the internet. I think that does set me apart a good bit. <laughs> um, That's what we've noticed too. <laughs> yeah. Kinda, people can really kind of point you out um, and people don't like you, but that's okay. Hmm. Um, I stay genuine to myself, which I think is is key, first and foremost, not deviating from who you are, because people can tell if you've changed and you grow. But I think changing your values and your morals um, through your business can be detrimental to your business Mm -hmm. uh, if it's not a positive change. Um, If they can tell if you've made like some kind of big change and you weren't genuine in the first place. Anyway, um, I think what made me different that's a really hard question because I have a clothing line. Like everybody has clothing lines. Um, I think I'm just really honest about like my life and the process. Um, and I'm very much an open book with my audience and something that I never stopped doing that I think people make the mistake of is I never stopped genuinely engaging with my audience. So there are people who've been following me for years um, who I know, like what their kids' names are and I know about their life. And, you know, I've had actual genuine human conversations with them and I've never stopped doing that. Um, it's really, really important to make, and I'm not saying this just from a business standpoint. I think it's just a human standpoint. Yeah. 
Um, if people are actively supporting you in your journey of something that you're really passionate about, like, don't you think you should at least do them the courtesy of getting to know them a little bit? Yeah. Don't just use them as, as dollar signs or see them as dollar signs. They're, they're people with stories, you know, ask them about their stories and, and tell them yours and just be a human for a second. Um, I think that's a big thing is you start to see the money signs with your followers and you stop seeing them as people. Yeah. Um, and I made a point to never do that. Um, and I always have stayed strong in my morals with my family and my faith. I think that's really important, especially in 21 and 22. Um where people are, are just kind of going with whatever the buzzwords are with culture. Um, mm-hmm. Don't be a sellout. <laughs> and utilize, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, like, how do you incorporate, like, politics in your brand? So, okay, so my brand, so let me just give you a brief background, because this is why I'm asking these questions. So I'm rebranding my blog right now. It originally started in, like, 2019. It was called That Political Couple. The time my husband and I were engaged, he was running for office. So like our, so we got married January, 2020 and he had filed to run for office in North Carolina. And, um, but then like the pandemic hit. And so like, really like, and I just couldn't quite figure out like what I wanted to do with the blog. Cause like the whole plan was, okay, when he gets elected, this is when the blog's going to take off. Because I was just like, okay, like I'll just get going. And then when this gets, like when he gets elected, like we'll figure this out. Well, come to find out his district grew 20% all of a sudden and I mean he barely lost and it was like a very like it was a very tight race like 50 50 and um but the plan for like the blog kind of just like stopped because it's like because I we were using it part to like campaign to kind of use that account to show more of like the like personal side of him and like our life and like what it's like campaigning and all of that and like we got decent traction for not posting a lot and like I was trying to balance like my like everyday job with like going to events with him and like really using that account to kind of like post like for our friends that's like away from my personal account but honestly like I haven't posted on the blog almost two it'll be like two like a year and a half and so like and like we're kind of like stepping back from him running like this year and like honestly probably like the next couple of years unless God tells us otherwise. But I'm like rebranding it to that political life. So kind of going away from like us as a couple in politics to more of like, okay, like this is how you get involved. Like I want to show more of like a moderate voice. Right. And because I, I mean, don't get me wrong, like I'm definitely conservative, but I don't like I want to create a community for those people that, okay, like I have a little bit of values on both sides. Cause right. like you can ask Mal, like I'm Republican, but I'm definitely more of a moderate Republican on a lot of issues, um, right. more like the social issues. And so like, I'm kind of like looking at like changing like the blog stuff, like I'm renamed it. I'm about to rebuild a whole new website. It's kind of going away from us as a couple. So like, I want to show like, okay, like, this is, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff, but also, like, okay, how can you get involved as, like, an independent when you don't want to get involved in, like, a political party? Like, how can you get involved with more um, issue movement-based, and, but also using it as kind of, like, okay, like, well, this is what my life's like around, like, 
being in politics and really trying to like, because I feel like a lot of times, a lot of political influencers, it's very either like very far right or very far left. Yeah. There's no one for like that middle group. And like majority of Americans are moderate. And I'm like, why is no one hitting this market? Right. And so that's really kind of like, like, I'm working on like my rebrand right now. And was also, I mean, I started my MBA last year and like working a ton. So like I've had like just really just haven't been able to like keep up, but I like, and then like on top of the podcast, it's just got a lot that went on. I get that. <laughs> so, but, so like that's why I like asked like a lot of these questions because it's like, okay, like I know what I need to do. Like I've like, I've like followed like a lot of the accounts. Like I know what I need to do. It's just like, figuring out like the content to do it and I'm like and so like what I'm wondering is like what do people find interesting with like politics because I know like for me like I really don't want to hear like someone I follow that I don't follow them for politics have like a liberal viewpoint right so like how do you balance like talking about politics but also like being just a family beauty clothing type brand I guess that's I, my, my long answer. No, <laughs> I, long I, question. I think that's a good question. I actually don't talk about politics <laughs> at all, really. I mean, I think there is a pretty definitive line. And I say this all the time when I talk about controversial things. Um, I steer clear of politics because I think I think you're right about it. It's just so divisive and you don't yes. even mean for it to be. It's like, and, and like I want to create like okay like I want to create so like the vision of the account is like more of like okay like this is what's going on in the news and this is what it actually means right not your bs political commentary from the left or the right that you're getting like like because okay we can talk about covid like there's so many contradictory like things being said about covid but it's like okay like just tell me what it is like I just want to know what the heck is going on? Do I need to wear the mask? Do I not need to wear a mask? Is the right. vaccine just like water? Like what <laughs> is going on? Like, I just want a real answer. Right. And so like, and, and like, I mean, I'm heavily involved in like, po- like the Republican party and like um, my county and like sit on like a bunch of Republican boards. So like, I mean, I'm true Republican, don't get me wrong. Right. But there's like, even like, I just want to know the facts. Right. And so I want to create an account that is more geared towards the moderate independent that's like okay here are the facts if you care about like abortion and like pro-life like these are the organizations like if you don't necessarily want to deal with like the party politics like this is what you should be doing and like focusing on and like this is how you get involved and like just kind of stuff like that but then also like tying in like my personal stuff and like whatnot and so it's like just like I want to be able to like I want to talk about politics, but not necessarily talk about politics. Like, I don't want to add, like, my own personal commentary. Right. And I think um, you kind of have the same idea as me. I think it's important when you're not, like, a straight politics person. Like, I'm not. People don't follow me. I can't relate to y'all. Continue, though. (laughs) And I think that's important because that's your thing. You know what I mean? Like, that is what you're doing and that's your goal. It's not my thing and it's not my goal, but I do think it's important as a platform to talk about morality. So Mm -hmm. there are certain things that are just, to me, it's not politics. Like 
abortion to me is not politics. It's life or mm-hmm. death. And so yeah, that's human rights. Yeah. And that's a morality issue. And that to me fits right into my faith um, where I, I believe it is, you know, not only a vile thing to be, you know, in favor of, but it's also a faith thing that, that goes against my beliefs. And so, um, when I talk about what people I think would label as politics, I tell people, you know, this isn't politics when it comes to morality and morals and your freedom. Um, you know, it's, it's just a human issue. And I think it's important to talk about. And so I I do steer away, away from like labels of, you know, conservative and liberal and, uh, I don't talk about who I voted for because whatever, like, I don't, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's important to talk about things that you're passionate about. And if that includes something that is, you know, labeled as political, well, I don't think it's actually political. So I think for you, I think it'd be super interesting. Like, you know, you're involved in, in so much locally with politics um, for you to just strip away all of the labels because they just get annoying and they get in the way and people like automatically hate you if they think you're a certain label. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be super interesting to hear, you know, how you, how you get into local politics and like, what do you hear and what go- actually goes on um, in certain levels of, you know, your state politicians and, um, you know, what was it like for your husband running? Yeah, because, like, I have, so, like, I ran, like, two campaigns in 2020 on top of, like, helping my husband. Like, I started a business, like, with you in 2020, or, yeah, I, so I started a business. It's, like, an online marketing teaching, like, local businesses and local candidates how to do social media and how to, like, utilize their social media. And so, like, what I really want to do, so, like, but I feel like with my blog, like, I have to show, like, I do know what I'm talking about. I just haven't taken the time to do it for myself. Right. And so I feel like with my blog, like, I have to grow it to show, to like show kind of some validity to my business. Right. And I, th- I think you, you definitely have the knowledge to do it. Um, and I think there's a reason, and I don't know if you guys listen to Joe Rogan. Um, Love him. There is a Huge reason fan. why Joe Rogan is the most listened to human being on this planet mm-hmm. is because he doesn't play to one side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is way more towards the left than I am, um, who he's just, he will have anybody on his podcast. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care if they believe opposite from him. He just, Mm -hmm. like you said, he wants to know the facts. He wants to hear both people's side of view. Um, I think usually he tends to be unbiased when he is talking to somebody. Um, I think he lets them share what they need to share. Um, And I think the reason that he's the most listened to person uh, on Spotify and probably in the world, I'm sure. (laughs) He's just, he has heavy influence worldwide is because of that. He, he doesn't play to one side so extremely. He just gets the information out there and lets people, you know, say their piece. And that's what makes him so interesting. And that's like exactly what I want to do. It's like, I want to provide an account that's like, okay, this is how you get involved this is what's actually going on. You can figure out how you want to take it. Like the sky is blue, figure out how you want to interpret that yourself. Right. Yeah. And then showing kind of like the behind the scenes of like, okay, this is what's actually like getting involved. I felt like 
with like that political couple it was very like republican focused and i felt like i was missing like a market honestly not kind of being just like a voice for the people that makes sense right no i think i think there's a lot of information i think people need less people screaming in their face and more facts what are the facts facts are you know screaming at people and telling them they're just wrong is not going to change anybody's mind. Yeah. Um, but right. if you have information that you can say, Hey, this is where I got this information from. You might make somebody think twice, you know, and when you say it in a loving and neutral way uh, with some things, I mean, I think some things you can't really be neutral about, but right. it's really important to, to just come out things with facts and lovingly and, you know, having being willing to having conversations with people who are very not like-minded mm-hmm. um and you, you it's hard to find that I think it's yeah. really hard to find that on the internet because it's yeah. a cesspool right well, I have one yeah. more question so, okay and I then... want to touch real quick so we had this discussion on the podcast do you believe influencers and celebrities do you think they should talk about politics like I know like we talked about like issues but like I mean we go back to like 2020 and like under Trump's like presidency like we see because like I I think of um Sophia Bush who plays Brooke on One Tree Hill love her to death I would love her content but I unfollowed her because I'm like I'm tired of you like like talking negative like about like you like your politics like and so it's just kind of like we've kind of had discussions like okay like do like they have a right to talk about politics but it's also like they're providing false information and like and it is and it might be just because it's like they're not supporting like our people and like republicans but like what are your thoughts of like celebrities and influencers talking politics and like saying like you should not be voting for donald trump because he's a racist saying like stuff like that so i think I feel, and I don't know, I don't know these celebrities. Um, I think a lot of celebrities speak on politics for financial gain. Um, Hmm. I think if you're not authentic and genuine about what you're saying and you're just doing it for personal gain, um, just move on. Like nobody cares what you're saying, you know, like shut up. (laughs) Um, And you know, it's frustrating because I think a lot of celebrities just say whatever the left wants them to say Mm -hmm. Um, because it's popular and you get less backlash well here's the thing if you are like Selena Gomez who's like one of the most followed people on Instagram um if you're Selena Gomez and you come out and you say anything that makes you sound slightly conservative or if you come out and say hey I think maybe we shouldn't mandate vaccines like maybe it's not ethical can you imagine how many sponsors would drop them mm-hmm. how much money they would lose how many people would not like want to work with her anymore yeah because she said like that one thing that you know culture likes to make you think is the minority and that's evil um so I think there's a lot at stake with celebrities and I think they just say what they have to say and a lot of it seems disingenuine so I mean I don't know I think most of them just say what they have to say to make money and who knows if they actually believe it they probably do 
um, because they're not very informed. So, yeah, because I have a hard time believing we them saying we need to tax the rich yet they're the rich. It's dumb. I mean, Cortez is an idiot, and I probably shouldn't say that. Um, so- <laughs> no, no, no. I'm an economics major, and she's an economics major, and I'm like, how? That's not what I learned. You know, <laughs> if the government intervention causes fluctuations of supply and demand, we're seeing it today with our grocery stores. We're yeah. seeing it today in like everything. Like yeah, literally everything. Like literally, like prices go up because there's not enough supply, and yeah. there's more demand. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I don't think it's a matter of like should or shouldn't they. I think it's a matter of like what is their motivation. It's probably not genuine. Um, that's a really good point yeah Yeah. as as, like influencers I think the same thing really goes for anybody like I don't care how many followers you have or how much you're making if you're just doing it to like move up in the world or you know whatever like if you're You're motivation yeah if your motivation isn't authentic like don't ah, just don't do it yeah (laughs) nobody wants to hear about it we're all sick of it anyways if you don't yeah. have anything genuine to say or like something that contributes to like an actual conversation that is moving something forward or, you know, a conversation where you're actually trying to like show facts, um, like hush, you know, we're, all, we're so sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing people, famous people who are, you know, billionaires tell me that if I'm not going to like be a part of a mandate or whatever that I'm like racist and whatever other buzzwords they want to use for me but yeah uh, that's what I would say if it's not your motivation isn't genuine then just I don't think it's something you should be saying yeah I think um and then we need to shift gears and then do our last question I was going to say I think that when you choose what you want your account to be when you choose the direction you want to go in you have to follow what God, reality, you have to follow what God is asking you to do and follow your niche. If it's not in your niche, then, or if it's not in what fits right for you, then it's just not what fits right for you. And I think sometimes right. people forget that. Right. Um, really quick, switching gears for a second. Um, your, all of your clothing has a verse on it, correct? Yes. Everything I've seen has verse. Okay. Um, can you tell us like, what was your motivation behind that? Why do you do that? And just talk about that really quick. So Little Co., which stands for Living the Light Company, we just shortened it to Little Co. because it's catchy. Um, It's easy to remember. So um, the motivation behind starting Little Co., first of all, I've always thought it would be really cool to design clothes um, that were comfortable and just kind of like my speed. I I like comfortable. I like um, simple And so I really wanted to add something to the business that I could really like physically show my ministry. And so um, I thought, you know what? There are so many like Christian clothing companies out there that I don't think they're doing anything like wrong necessarily, but I think it's so easy to take scripture and we're, we're like really shifting into like just straight spiritual like my faith um which I I'm sure not everybody listening shares this but it's what I base my whole life around and so I feel yeah. like that's what I have to talk about yeah um, and there's nothing wrong with that we're a Christian conservative podcast so well, share your faith away don't 
don't be shy about it. So um, I really wanted to not just put a scripture on a verse that sounds really pretty. I think it's so easy to get caught up in like reading one verse out of a whole book or chapter of the Bible and just kind of applying like whatever you think it means Mm -hmm. to what you're saying. And so that completely skews and morphs the actual context and meaning of that scripture. And I think a lot of Christian companies who put all of these like super popular verses on shirts, the context is just not there. It's completely taken out of context. They don't know the real meaning behind it. And I think that can be a little bit like detrimental to believers, especially if you're a new believer. And so I thought, what can I do to make cool stuff, but also accurately share the gospel through Mina shirts and hats or whatever I'm making. And so actually we just developed something called equip cards. Um, we I saw were, that. Yeah, we I love were, that. Uh, the end of 2021, Nick asked me in the car, we were actually on our way home from a vendor show that we did with Little Co. And he asked me, what is our like vision and mission for Little Co? Like, can we like really give an answer? If somebody asked us that right now, what would we say? And I was like, I really don't know. Like that's, I probably haven't thought about that enough. Um, And I will say, if you have a business without a mission statement and a vision, I would make sure that you have that because having that one thing really helps you revolve the rest of your business and build the rest of your business around that. And you kind of prevent yourself from like straying away from your overall goal. So my business strategy class I took last semester, that was like the first class, like every, like every company has to have a mission. It has to have a vision. If you don't like, where are you going? Like, what is your plan? Like you need to have goals and like talk about that and like have that written down and make sure like everyone in the company knows this is our vision. This is our mission mission. This is where we're going. Right. And I think there's a reason why every company has it. Um, Number one, I think it's important for your audience who wants to know who you are and what you're doing. Um, And second of all, it really keeps you on a streamed line, like it keeps you going in a certain direction and not kind of veering away from that. Yeah. It's really easy to get sidetracked with your business. You're like, what new thing should I do? And like, it just gets messy. Yeah. So we, we came to a conclusion of what we wanted our mission and our vision to be. And so our, our mission for little co is to equip people to effectively and confidently spread the gospel in everyday life. Um, and so what we're doing is um, not only do I not stray from scripture on my shirts, other than if it's like, just like, you know, one of my shirts says strong wind pray. Um, if it comes to like scripture, I don't steer away from what the straight scripture says. I don't like paraphrase it I take it straight straight from scripture and so what we're doing is with each new launch um we are putting out an equip card which gives the verse that uh is on the shirt or a grouping of verses and what we're doing is we are teaching the context of the verse historically what was going on during that time in that passage uh and we're breaking down the meaning of the scripture 
in its entire context. And so we actually are working with my husband's dad, who is a doctorate and a pastor of 20 plus years, um, who has lots of education in breaking down verses and really being able to teach about what they truly mean. And so uh, with every order. That's fantastic. That's what a lot of devotionals like did. Like that's one thing about like, I I look for in a devotional and I struggle finding because it's like, okay, this is like, like we're talking about X, Y, like we're talking about like, um I don't have pregnancy brain I just have like MBA brain (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're trying um, to say you want to know the background and it's like okay well this is a bible verse and you need to forgive and it's like well okay like but like what's going on like what's the history like what is going on when like Moses created like why did Moses create the Ten Commandments and like what was going on in history when he was creating that and just kind of like wanting to know like more than just kind of like 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 asking the why behind the Bible right well I think just really just really to uh comment on what you said that's why I think commentaries are more important than doing devotionals because a lot of devotionals are very fluffy and like Brooke was saying they take it a lot of things are taken out of context um so it's so much better to do commentaries and then you know obviously make sure you find the right commentary um and it's more important to like get the bible okay now I'm reading Genesis 1 and 2 all right I read Genesis 1 and 2 highlight I looked at it now here's a commentary whatever brand you want to use and the commentaries will give you background and things like that so that's way better than devotionals and I completely completely agree I think people spend way too much time on these foofy Mm -hmm. devotionals and I I was reading something the other day I can't remember what it was or wrote it um just kind of asking the question because I think devotionals are super popular right now people are are making Mm -hmm. tons of money writing devotionals they're making banks yes and I think it's, it's not great uh, a lot of them are, are, are not great. Are fluffy, especially for women. Yeah. And I definitely, I want to have a podcast episode about that too. There's a lot of um, things that are out there for women that are just very much, you know, I don't want to call any female pastors out, but there's a lot of right. things that are just very fluffy and well, it's very not, centered. Yes. Yes. And, you know, it's not the gospel, the whole purpose of the Bible it has nothing to do with us. Right. It's, it's all about God and, and Jesus coming down. So right. anyway, that's that's great about the equip cards. Back to <laughs> the topic. Yeah. That's no, that's fantastic. I love that. So we really, we really just wanted to give like we just we we're trying to figure out a practical way to teach people about the Bible. And so this is just the beginning. Um, it's it's where we wanted to start. We thought it would be something that they can keep. Um, and when people are out and they see you in your little coat apparel and they ask you, you know, Hey, what does that mean? You can confidently tell them what it means. Cause I know sometimes when people like ask, you know, questions in, in person about scripture, sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I have yeah. a great answer for that. And you kind of like get choked up in the moment. You don't really know what to say. And I want people to be confident in what they're saying and know that what they're saying is actually scriptural. And not just something that they read out of somebody's opinionated devotional. Um, I have strong views on devotionals too. Um, (laughs) And so we, we really want people to, 
to be able to effectively share the gospel while they're, you know, out and about. So, um, that that is really our central, uh, mission for little coast to equip people. And, um, something kind of going back to other questions that you've asked, um, this is obviously only going to apply to Christians. Um, something that I think grew me more than anything else is, and I'm, again, I'm not perfect at this. I know I'm not, I'm human. Um, I have made a point in everything that I do to center it around the gospel. Um, everything that I do in my business, making sure what I'm doing is ethical and moral, making sure that it aligns with scripture and my morals, um, making sure that I'm implementing ministry into what I'm doing, because at the end of the day, what I'm doing on this earth doesn't matter. Um, if I'm not sharing the gospel in everything that I do. And so the big shift that happened for me when I was super convicted in 2019, the beauty stuff, um, I really felt like my mind was so money centered because I was making in all honesty, a lot of money at that point, um, more money than I ever imagined I would be making. And I, I really got convicted (laughs) about being so all about the money. Like, what can I do to make more money? What content can I make to make more money? And I, I stepped back at my business and I asked myself, like, what are you doing with this big platform that you've been handed, uh, out of sheer luck? It felt like, what are you doing to, to share the gospel? What are you doing to further, you know, scripture? And so I didn't have an answer for that. Um, I wasn't really doing much. And so that's when we took a big shift with living in the light and um, really became completely faith-centered and faith-based, and very unapologetic about that. Um, so I think there's a lot of great advice that I could give with business because it's been a learn-as-I-go thing. And I think that's where you, you glean the most knowledge, mm-hmm. just doing it and learning from mistakes. Um, but I can safely say that I think the reason why our business is growing is because God, for whatever reason, is blessing it. Um, and I'm doing my dang best to keep it gospel centered. And uh, that advice, you know, you can take it or leave it. But I will say that if you're faithful, um, it might not always be pretty and look like what you want it to look like, but God will provide. Um, and I, I fully believe that the reason my business has grown the way it has is because God intended for it to be that way. And we're doing our best uh, to stay faithful and stay true. So that was good. I honestly, no, I, I need to hear that. And that really, that's good. That's, that was good. Um, last question. And we kind of talked about it for five seconds earlier. Hopefully you can think of something really quick. Oh man. If every girl in the entire world was looking at you right now and you had to give them one piece of advice it could be about anything literally anything what would you say this is so hard I know I know no pressure it's every girl so every only every girl in the world yeah Um, no pressure I feel like this is going to be so controversial uh um, love it say it the biggest piece of advice that I could give to all girls and I feel like it's kind of a multifaceted thing is and it's so against what culture is, is telling us is 
the amount of money and your career at the end of the day don't mean very much. I know that that's what we're talking about right now is business. Um, the greatest thing that you could ever, ever do. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to like say you have to get married and like have kids or anything like that, because I think that's not everybody's journey. Um, but the greatest thing that you can do is number one, serve the Lord with all of your heart, always put him first. And number two is love your family. Well, Mm. which is really like general advice. And I know it has nothing to do with business, but above all else, when you leave this world and you die, nothing in your career or your job will matter at that point. But the love that you poured into your family or whoever is around you at the end of your life is what's going to carry on. And um, I've definitely learned that more and more and more as I've gotten married and had kids is the importance of pouring into the people around you. Um, nothing else matters. It really doesn't. Uh, I, think I it's love that. Too. Like my husband's and I's like new year's resolution. It's like, like every year, like I do like a word of the year and like just pray on like for God's like, okay, like what's my word this year. And like this year, like we really like thought about it. It's like relationships, like, like our marriage, like has been dictated between like 2020 election running for office politics um COVID-19 and it's like we've put a lot I would say like I wouldn't say like we've put our careers in front of like focusing on like our friends and our family but we kind of have it's easy to um do. it's easy to do and so like this year it's like okay like the things we decide to do we're doing it for ourselves right and we're doing it for to grow our relationship with each other as well as like and like growing our relationship with our friends like we're not gonna make like I feel like the past few years like we've made a lot of decisions and like a lot of big decisions based off like our careers and I think this year we're really gonna focus on like okay like we're focusing on us we're gonna make the best decisions for us and that's what we're gonna do and so like I really like it may be controversial, but I, like, I think that's so, like, smart, because, like, at the end of the day, like, the only thing that's going with you is, like, your soul to heaven, like, all the money in the world, like, isn't gonna, like, take you there, and so, like, I just think it was, like, a really good reminder, like, I mean, I will say, that's something, like, we we have been focusing on, like, we're about to, like, honestly, we have, like, a big, life update coming up that like we haven't told a lot of people like not pregnant by the way <laughs> you're gonna get a bunch of emails congratulations pregnant. no but like, we have like a big life update that we made this decision for us right I feel like it's the best decision for us yeah yeah that's another thing I would say I'm sorry yeah no good good Every girl's listening, you got to get everything out. (laughs) I know. Another thing I will say is have kids. Oh my gosh. Whether that is from your own body, whether it is fostering, whether is it adopting, I cannot even like begin to explain the joy that comes with having children. Now Mm -hmm. I wanted to say that because I feel like so much negative bull crap. It like centers around having kids. Like people go about them and they tell you how your life's going to end. I'm here to tell you. having children will grow your love capacity and your joy capacity in ways that you never thought was possible. It is, makes me emotional. They're wonderful. Um, 
have kids, adopt kids, foster kids, whatever avenue that we want to do all of the above. And (laughs) I just have to get through my NBA. So August, 2023, you better believe little Kings are coming around. (laughs) It is the greatest time of life. I will tell you that is the greatest time of life. Hard, crazy, (laughs) but the greatest. (laughs) Well, that's great advice. Thank you so much, Brooke, for coming on. This was a really, really great episode. Um, I really like, I think this will be good because we do have people that listen that are in the entrepreneur space and want to be influencers. So I think this will be really good advice for them, as well as it's good to know who our sponsor is because people hear the ads. We talk about it mid-roll on our weekly caps, and people are like, boo-hoo. So it's good to know who it is behind the brand. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, everybody, make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe. Seriously, if you really like this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't know how much to beg everyone. We would really it like helps a review. the algorithm. We just it talked means, about social media. Yeah. For the world to a business to leave a review. The world. Yeah. Seriously, if you could just leave a review. And we know 78% of you listening are listening from Apple Podcasts. I see it. So if you could just please leave a review, that would be very beneficial. Um, And tell your friends, share this episode with your friends that are interested in being entrepreneurs, especially people who are interested in owning a business, like a product-based business. I think this will be a really good product-based business episode. Um, And I think that's it. We have cute stuff on the merch, on our merch site. We have our gorgeous gorgeous girls vote t-shirt still limited edition we also have um our anti-abortion sweatshirt still on the website and also too if you go to www.litlco.com and use the code those girls you can get 10 percent off so there's a bunch of purchasing you can do um in the next couple of weeks whenever you hear this i think that's it anybody have any closing remarks they want to add I just feel honored to be here and I'm really uh glad that you guys had me on um yeah and I'm excited that we connected it's it's been um it's going to be a really cool relationship I definitely see a long-term relationship here so yes yes I agree I and I love I love everything about the business love the equip card and that's amazing and we'll definitely have to talk about that a little bit more off air as well I just love that um All right, everybody, thanks for listening and everybody have a good rest of the day, night, evening, when or wherever you're listening. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.